everyone, and welcome to our Tuesday audio scouting report. Back to the trenches today, we will talk about Southern Cal's Andrew Voorhees. Can't help but picture Halloween with a name like that, but we will see if he brings the nightmares to the D-line as we get to the player. Nice little intro there. Before we get in, make sure you set your calendars for tomorrow's Wednesday special. We talked with agent Mike McCartney of Vayner Sports. Before he was an agent, Mike was both a coach and a scout, spending time with the Bears and Eagles personnel departments. A very unique background that has paid big dividends as one of the top agents in the NFL. A fun listen that will have something for everyone. We're just about at the end of the season, but we will keep these scouting reports rolling all the way through the draft. If there are players you want to hear, head over to RightStepADV on Twitter and let me know. While you are there, leave me thoughts, comments, anything else football-related. It's a fun time of the year, but also a stressful time of the year as players are putting pen to paper with their SRAs. Underclassmen are working to finalize their decisions on whether or not to declare for the draft. Transfer portals opening up, all sorts of things going on to talk about. But today, it's all about offensive line play, so let's jump in with Andrew. So, who is Andrew Voorhees? A class of 2017 four-star athlete out of Kingsburg, California. Kingsburg, just south of Fresno, California. Had most of the West Coast lined up for his duties with schools like Oregon, Arizona, and Arizona State, and Cal in the mix. Vandy, Boston College flew across country to throw their hat in the ring, but the Trojans ultimately won out. The 6'6", 290-pound prospect headed south and stayed in state. The offensive and defensive lineman at Kingsburg High School chose to graduate early, enroll at USC at the semester, got that full spring in before the 2017 season. This allowed him to be a starter early on in his career. After a backup role early in that 2017 season, Andrew started the final nine games at right guard on an offensive line that had several other offensive linemen. Into 2018, Andrew remained entrenched as the starting right guard, seeing time in all 12 games. 2019, however, was a short-leave season for him as he played in just two contests before an ankle injury sidelined him for the rest of the year. With COVID cutting the 2020 year short, Andrew made the move over to left guard where he started five games. Uh, and then in 2021, Andrew took another step in his progression towards draft status, started the year as a left guard, made eight appearances, and then started the final four games at that premier position of left offensive tackle. Now in his sixth season at USC, the big man has moved back inside to offensive guard where he will surely play in the NFL, has appeared in nine games there at this point in the season. On the hoof, you have a big man, six foot six, nearly 330 pounds, slightly shorter arms for that height coming in um, at about 32 and a half inches. On paper, certainly looks like a guard, but we will see what the film says. First to his strengths. Got to talk about the playing experience with this guy, a guy with over 40 starts at one of the better programs in the country. That's always going to be a strength for a player. He has played alongside a number of other guys that are now playing on Sundays. He's been a staple of that offensive line that's had uh, just about one draft pick at least every year. Um, he's played both guard spots. He's kicked out, played some of that left tackle spot. So if a team wants to get uh, film on him in space, they can certainly do that. He should be able to step into most O-line rooms, be pretty comfortable uh, as a seasoned veteran player. Another strength is his strength. 
This is a strong Jesse. When he gets his hands on, this guy can lock up defenders, control them in their rush. He has good strength to throw his hands, create some movement at the point of attack in the run game. This is a guy that does rely on that strength to win in his game, but that strength is a strength. Over on the weaknesses side, balance. This is a guy that gets off balance a little more than you want to see. He ends up on the ground a little bit more than you want as well. This is a guy that I would call a lower cut player, a little bit of a top-heavy build. Uh, he will be a waste spender. He will lean at times in contact as a result. Does not always play with that narrow, uh, low center of gravity that you want to see. And, you know, just as a result, he just gets knocked off, knocked around just a little bit. Uh, the other thing with the pedigree this player has, you would love to see some offensive center snaps. Uh, this guy is going to be cross-trained at center in the NFL, I am sure of, um, more likely than kicking back out to offensive tackle. Teams will surely cross-train him through the process, uh, but center is going to be a new spot for him. I do believe he will be able to do it, but there's just not going to be any snaps on film that he will, uh, the teams, coaches, personnel departments will be able to take a look at. So, what do we see on film? Well, I see a gap scheme mover that's going to be just sufficient. Um, you'd call him borderline, not ideal in a zone scheme. I'd call him a sufficient overall athlete. Does get his first step up and down in the run and pass game, but plays with a little bit of a top-heavy lean. Does get off balance, as we talked about, working into contact. In the run game, like I said, you've got a gap scheme mover that has the strength to create movement at the point of attack and control defenders and base blocks. Again, hands on. This guy is strong. He does show awareness in combo blocks, but he does struggle to close and make contact at the second level with that second guy. Short area puller in the power game. He does deliver a bowl, uh, blow. You're going to feel good about this guy in an inside power game. From his own standpoint, he is always going to be borderline, as I talked about, his ability to run laterally, stay on his feet, and drive as he's working out to the edge. He can get to the point with a short-stepping gait, but he does get knocked around on the way. Again, you see that with those players that are a little bit more top-heavy. Uh, when he doesn't get his hands on, he struggles to stay in position because of that athleticism. Um, just being borderline, he does struggle to finish in space as well, though he does have a desire to. In the past game, you have a sufficient anchor player that has the upper strength to get his hands on and lock up rushers. However, when you know players get into his chest, knock him back a little bit, they can do that. Makes the pocket just a little muddier than you want. Defenders that are able to stay in space, stay on his ed edges, are going to be able to beat him with some athletic ability. But again, when Andrew gets his hands on, that is when it's game over. He does show awareness on stunts and games. He will work laterally to get his hands on and disrupt rushers. He can be a little bit light, as we said. Uh, that lower cut player gets his hips underneath him and gets those shoulders getting back a little bit. Just has to work on that, you know, in terms of his overall hip strength and then just body position. This is a good finisher, good mentality, plays to the whistle. He's not a guy that's going to back down any. Again, I would love to see this player with extended snaps at offensive center. Again, not something that USC is probably going to ask him to do. I'm sure he will have the chance at some all-star games. I'm sure he will do it at his pro day and through the process at you know, private workouts, things like that. So who are my player comparisons? I've already gone to Michigan a few times for these O-line comparisons. I'll go back there again. This time it's 2020 fourth-round pick Ben Bredesen. 
now a giant after being traded earlier this year. Ben was drafted by the Ravens. Ben was a longtime starting guard for the Wolverines. Again, Ben, like Andrew, built a little more for a power offense. Um, but again, Ben knew when he moved to the NFL, he was going to be playing center as well as guard. Uh, good strength, a little bit more limited as an athlete. Ben does play with a little better balance than Andrew, but Andrew does have a little more overall size and length. But again, in terms of what you can do in the power and zone scheme and then where they're going to be playing, I think these guys are similar. And then another guy uh, is Nick Allegretti. Nick was a seventh round pick of the Chiefs in 2019 out of Illinois. Nick took time to get his NFL feet under him, but he's been a solid member, kind of a spot starter, rotational offensive line on the inside. Uh, again, another limited athlete with good strength has lived at that guard spot. Nick's probably a little bit more of a one spot guy than uh, than Andrew is. Uh, I don't have not seen Nick play center. I'm sure he's cross training there, but uh, you've got guys who are going to be able to do both of those. So. Where do I ultimately see this player in the NFL, Andrew Voorhees? Well, there's a few different draft philosophies in the back end of the NFL draft. While some teams focus mostly on developmental traits, uh, some teams will you know, simply stick with their stacked list, while others will simply start filling needs with that best player available. Um, I talked about the end of the draft is where I see Andrew, and that's where I'm going to throw him, is sixth or seventh round. Uh, that grade indicates probably a backup swing interior offensive lineman, guard, eventually center. Um, of course, scouts are going to want to see Andrew snap at an all-star game, pro days, private workouts, and that may ultimately dictate how high up maybe in the sixth round he would go if a team likes him as a starting center. Guys like this do end up getting drafted late because they're smart, tough, physical, experienced, and at a minimum, you probably have an offensive line that you know exactly who and what he is. Maybe the upside's not there beyond uh, you know a backup offensive lineman, but these are the types of players there's a bunch of them in the NFL. They never look quite sexy. Scouts always want to replace them. Um, front offices talk about replacing them every year, but these guys are, you know, a huge part of a roster. They find a way onto the field, oftentimes late in the year into the playoffs. They're gritty, tough, smart, experienced football players. You've got to have guys like Andrew Voorhees on your team if you want to win. So Andrew, with that, keep on playing well, get SC into the playoff. If you can keep riding that wave all the way into April. And I expect you to be getting your name called late in the draft. So what do you think? Agree, disagree, you know, maybe something in between. Let me know at RightStepADV on Twitter. That goes for Andrew, Andre, any of these players I've done recently. Let me know where you think they should go as well. Uh, let me know what you'd like to hear on future Wednesday specials as well. Again, we've got Mike McCartney coming up as well as a few guests lined up for the future. So Thanksgiving is here. I hope you and your families have a full dinner table with lots of football on TV. So happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there. Keep scouting.